Hi, I'm Jago Wynn, and welcome to the HTC Daily Podcast. We as a church are meeting daily on Zoom to speak to God in prayer and to hear from God in the Bible. For those of you who can't join us live or who want to listen again, we're featuring the Daily Bible Thought as we journey through Matthew's Gospel in the first part of 2021, and we're also including how we're being encouraged to pray each day. Today, it's James Farley. We are looking at the passage either side of what we heard from yesterday. Hope you're all doing well. It's just, but it's just one parable with an explanation, and it's the parable of the weed. So Matthew 13, starting in verse 24, and it says this, Jesus told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed in his field. While everyone was sleeping, his enemy came and sowed weeds among the wheat and went away. When the wheat sprouted and formed ears, then the weeds also appeared. The owner's servants came to him and said, Sir, didn't you sow good seed in your field? Where then, where then did the weeds come from? An enemy did this, he replied. The servants asked him, Do you want us to go and pull them up? No, he answered, because while you're pulling up the weeds, you may uproot the wheat with them. Let both grow together until the harvest. At that time, I'll tell the harvesters, First collect the weeds and tie them in bundles to be burned, then gather the wheat and bring it into my barn. And then down to 36. Then he, Jesus, left the crowd and went into the house. His disciples came to him and said, explain to us the parable of the weeds in the field. He answered, the one who sowed the good seed is the son of man. The field is the world and the good seed stands for the people of the kingdom. The weeds are the people of the evil one and the enemy who sows them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the age and the harvest is the angels. As the weeds are pulled up and burned in the fire, so will be at the end of the age. The son of man will send out his angels and they will weed out of his kingdom everything that causes sin and all who do evil. They'll throw them into the blazing furnace, where they'll be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their father. Whoever has ears, let them hear. Now, in the parable of the sower, earlier this chapter, Jesus explains the parable there and then. But most of the time, Jesus doesn't actually explain his parable. Sometimes you get an explanation, sometimes you don't. Sometimes they can be a bit cryptic. And disciples often don't know what is going on. And here we can see they ask Jesus what this parable means in private. And they focus in on this particular parable. After all the parables Jesus has said, they ask about this particular one. They are intrigued and they're interested. They sense this is important and controversial and they want to know a bit more. And I think it's the same today. This is the kind of parable that pricks our attention. And Jesus graciously explains what it is about. Jesus is speaking about God's final judgment. I wonder how does that make you feel? Some of us just waking up weren't quite expecting maybe to hear about this on a Friday morning. And if you've been following HT Daily this week, you'll know that as well as hearing from Bishop Christopher yesterday, we start the week looking at Jesus defeating the devil, spiritual warfare on Monday. Now we end the week looking at final judgment. Uh, seems like quite heavy topics um, for first thing in the morning. But Jesus doesn't shy away from this stuff. He is the truth. He tells it how it is, which can be quite uncomfortable sometimes for us to hear. And in our personal Bible readings, we might be tempted to kind of skim read these passages, move on what we might see as the good stuff where things are a bit more cheery. I know I can certainly be tempted to do that. But if we take the time to just slow down and read these passages, even if it may be hard, I want to show you. I think it's a very worthwhile thing to do. And above all, in our brief time together, I want to show why what Jesus is saying here about the final judgment is good news. It's something to long for, a belief that we should not be afraid to hold on to because it is a message of hope. So firstly, what is Jesus saying here? Well, he's given us a big picture kind of overview of what's going to happen at the end of the age and also why that time has not yet come. As Jesus explains, there are good seeds, people of the kingdom, and there are weeds, people of the evil one. 
as Tim explained on Monday, everyone is is one of these two places, either kingdom of God or the kingdom of the devil. There's no actual in-between places. And that's quite a hard thing for us to take on and believe in. We like to think the best of people. We don't like to put people in these boxes, one or the other. But did you notice the weeds aren't going to be pulled up yet? It's, it's because the weeds and the good seed at the moment are intertwined. We can't tell now for definite who is in each kingdom. And we should be very careful before making rash judgments about people's spiritual state. Only God knows the state of someone's heart. And we can see from this passage, in this world, there is a complex kind of interrelationship between these good seeds and the weeds, the people of God's kingdom and the people of the devil. I mean, all the time we're mixing with people from all sorts of different positions of faith. And it can be very hard to tell exactly where people are at in their relationship to Jesus. And thankfully, it's not our job to decide who are the weeds and tear them out like the servants wanted to. It's not our job to turn people away who we decide are not in the kingdom. That is God's job. We are just to tell the message of the good news of God's kingdom to whoever we come across. And as we see in this passage, there will be a day when that separation will happen. There will come a time when God will, once and for all, separate out good from evil on the day of judgment. And as we close, I want to briefly say why this is good news. Just as the new Jerusalem and the resurrection, which we've heard about from Jago this week, is good news. So this final judgment is good news. Something to look forward to. It all comes together in one. And in thinking through this stuff, I've been greatly helped by reading what Michael Lloyd has to say. He is the principal of Wycliffe Hall in Oxford, a theological college there. And he has written a book called Cafe Theology, which is very accessible, I find, Introduction to Theology. And this is what he says about from this par- parable about why God's judgment is good news. And it should be there on the screen. Judgment then, though a dreadful prospect, is part of the good news of God, he writes. It is good news because it means that pain and suffering and injustice and oppression will not go on forever. It is good news because it means that God still longs and looks for our company and has not given up on our relationship with us. It is good news because it means God is not going to give up on our world. It is good news because it means we are free and responsible beings whose decisions are divinely respected and make an ultimate difference. It is good news because it means we have a God who will not force us to do his will or go his way. It is good news because it means we live in a universe that will ultimately be moral. It is good news because it is a means by which God will purge creation of all that mars it, all that defaces its beauty and all that prevents us from being fully and freely the creatures God made us to be. And let us believe in that today. Let's pray into that now. I'm going to hand over back to Roz to lead us in prayer. Today we prayed using Isaiah 42 to thank and praise God for who he, who he is, the creator of the heavens, who stretches them out, who spreads out the earth and all that springs from it, who gives breath to his people and life to those who walk in it. This is what the Lord says. I have called you in righteousness. I will take hold of your hand. I will keep you and will make you to be a covenant for the peoples and a light for the Gentile, to open eyes that are blind, to free captives from prison and to release from dark from the dungeon those who sit in darkness. We thanked God that he is faithful, that he is the creator, that he opens the eyes of the blind, that he gives people hope. We also prayed for the charity Fast, we prayed for salvation, for to would come to whole families, for light in the darkness, for an end to youth violence in Battersea. We prayed for discipleship and mentoring and for fatherless young men, that they would know their father in heaven. And we prayed for Kafwi and the other staff members. 
And then finally, as we after we'd listened to James's talk, we prayed for an end of pain and suffering and injustice. And we prayed that for those who don't know yet know God would find faith in him. Thank you for listening to HTC Daily. <laughs>